All right, hello everybody, and I'm back this time with uh, the second installment of Guitar Stuff, part two. This episode, I'm going to come at you with some tips on guitar store etiquette that should be law by now, and I'm sure I missed quite a few since it's been a long time since I worked in a guitar store, but these are the ones that have always stuck with me for, for many years. First off, don't play with a coin when you're hand-raping a guitar. Ask for a pick. They will give you one. You may think you're the second coming of Billy Gibbons, but you're not. Coins, metal picks, or whatever like that, basically coins, tears up the strings faster, and you might not have great technique. Therefore, you're scratching the hell out of uh, the pickups or the body, the finish, or the pick guard that somebody might want to buy, and they don't want to buy it with your shit scratches all over it. Just don't do it. Anyone that's ever been into a big chain guitar store like Guitar Center has seen the telltale signs of a new guitar that's been raped by some moron that thinks they're a Billy Joe Armstrong, and there's just scratches all over the fucker. Brand new guitar. Nobody likes that. Be aware of belt buckles. Zippers, your redneck wallet chain, or that janitor's key ring with 200 plus keys attached to your belt, or anything else that might be, you know, might scratch the guitar's finish. I mean, you could be scratching the hell out of the backside of a guitar finish and not even realize it until after you're done and you pull it away and there's just scratches all over the fucking thing, especially those big ass cowboy <laughs> oversized belt buckles. Be, be careful with that shit, people. Next, wash your hands before playing a guitar that's not yours. Nobody likes wiping fried chicken grease off a new guitar. For the employee, cleaning guitars on display are a necessary evil. And if you want to sell an instrument, you know, that's what you got to do. And a lot of, they spend a lot of time doing that. And it's a very time-consuming task. It's extra difficult when you have to wipe off whatever dog shit's covering your hands that is now all over the guitar that they're trying to sell. Nobody likes a guitar that's been finger-fucked with chicken grease all over it. Here's another one. Do not bring food or drinks or dip cups full of your nasty-ass dip spit in it. Be courteous. I once made a customer clean up his dip spit cup that he knocked over. I wasn't much of a dick, but I made sure I embarrassed him in front of everyone in the store. Don't be that filthy fucking regnet <laughs> that carries a spit cup around with you in public, especially in the guitar store, anywhere you think you might be putting it down. Might as well be carrying a jar of piss around with you while you're at it. Another big one. Don't be afraid to ask. Most places don't mind letting you play whatever you want, but just ask. Don't just pick up shit and just start bashing away at it. That's just rude and unacceptable. If it were up to me, I would have you people that do that just drug out in the middle of the street and beaten with a rubber hose. And for God's sakes, use deodorant. I mean, this applies everywhere in public. Anytime you go out in public. But I've come across more people spreading their B.O. working in a music store than anywhere else on the planet I've worked. This next one goes along with, you know, just picking up a guitar and grabbing it. Don't blast the volume of an amp without asking. Most stores don't mind, but at least ask first so they can give other customers a heads up that they are about to witness something special. Yes, that's sarcasm. 
Most people that want to do that are the very ones that shouldn't be doing that. But at the same time, there are some people out there that, hey, I want to check out this amp at pretty high volume to see if it's cool. But, you know, going back to not asking or asking, nothing was more fun to me back in the day than letting the whole world know that you suck. So if you asked, oh, yeah, go ahead. Knock yourself out. <laughs> be be aware. You better know what you're doing or I'm going to make fun of you. And it was especially funny when we did that, especially bass amps, <laughs> because there was a subway next door and it would rattle them. It was fun. Fun times. Uh, another one, don't try to impress store employees with your so-called knowledge. Chances are they do know more than you. If you do know more than the employee, don't be a dick about it. That's a surefire way, <laughs> way not to get a deal. And you look like a douche. Uh, here's some other tips when you're buying a guitar. Don't let your eyes dictate what to get. Sure, you want a good-looking guitar, but don't fall in love with a specific color. Okay? Um, here, here's an example. I wanted a green guitar for as long as I can remember, but I never found one, still haven't found one, that I was just totally in love with. Some guitars it works, some it doesn't. But there was a brand of guitar that we used to sell back in the day that their greens I thought were perfect. I forget what they called it, emerald green or something like that. It's what I wanted one for so long. But my favorite guitar I own is a PRS McCarty with a Brazilian rosewood neck. Yeah, I'm bragging a little bit. It's a pretty badass fucking guitar. When they came out, this was back in 99, 1999, we ordered 10, I think. Only 250 were made for the U.S. market. And if I remember correctly... 10 was the limit a dealer could order and you had to be one of the top selling dealers in the region. And so our order was in various finishes, but none of them that I had to have, they were the basic, you know, uh, sunburst, amber, uh, tobacco, sunburst, whatever, you know, just the boring wood looking ones. And I played them all as they trickled in wanting one of them to pop out for me, but nothing was great. So, you know, I kind of put it in the back of my mind. All right, I guess I'm not getting one. None of these feel like it's worth the money. I mean, they're badass, but I'm not going to spend that kind of money on something, that, you know, whatever. Then one day our rep came in <clears throat> with one that was rejected by another dealer. He didn't think that the maple top looked good enough to warrant the price, which, no, not really. It didn't. I didn't think. I mean, it was real nice. It was above average. It was amber colored. I'm not a fan of brown guitars like the Ambers, the Tiger Eyes, Brown Burst, Tobacco Burst, all that shit I mentioned earlier. So I wasn't much interested in it. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm basic. I, like I said, I always wanted a green, but black, white, something with some color, I'm more interested in. So I didn't think anything about it. But one night, I was closing the store by myself. We were dead, and that guitar happened to be behind the counter in this case holding it for a customer to check out. I started dicking around with it, making sure it was in tune and set up nice. And it was unplugged. I was just farting around with it. Within 10 minutes, I was in love with this guitar. A guitar that I would never, ever consider, you know, grabbing off the rack. Just didn't appeal to me visually, I guess you could put it. Next day, I bought it. 
<laughs> brought in a custom 24 I had and used that for my down payment. Looking back, that was probably one of the best custom 24s I ever played. Anyway, it was the shit. Great flame top on it. It was black cherry, which they don't do anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Bird in inlays and all that jazz. It was a great guitar. And it, it was another one that I bought by accident. And still miss it, but it was worth getting rid of it so I could pay for this McCarty. But twenty my point is twenty something years later, that amber guitar, Ander, Amber Brazilian Rosewood McCarty is still my favorite guitar I've ever owned. One of my favorite guitars I've ever picked up and played. And I only picked it up one day because I was bored at night. It's the only reason I ever picked it up to play it. Anyway, don't. what I'm saying is don't be afraid to try something that's out of your wheelhouse. Don't just go visually on a guitar. You might pick up one and be surprised that this is something you really like. Wow, this it plays great. It's doing something for me. Just don't be afraid to do that. Anyway, I went a little too long on that one, but you get what I'm saying. This next topic is on gear. This is where the most information is given is when it comes to gear itself, be it a guitar, amp, pedal, cables, etc. Most people that answer throw in their thoughts on the subject by saying what they have. What they're what they're basically saying is this is what I have and this is the best thing for you. Which you know most people don't they don't admit that they made a bad purchase. And everyone is different in what they like. Nine out of ten times, people aren't going to admit they bought garbage and or spent way too much money because of what the the name on the product. And which they hadn't, so they make themselves believe what they're stuck with is what everyone else should go with. When it comes to guitars, amps, pedals, take other opinions with a grain of salt and go try out shit for yourself. Or if your only option is online, ordering online, like you don't have a guitar store near you, make sure they have a good return policy. Most of the big websites do. So since I'm banned from the guitar <laughs> the guitar sub on Reddit. I think I told you about that last last uh guitar episode. I'll answer some of the simple questions and downright dumb shit questions that I'm not allowed to anymore. So here's the first question that I uh that's a common question. Not basically the specific guitar pedals this guy's talking about but you'll get the idea first guitar pedal i'm in between two guitar pedals electro harmonics big muff germanium 4 and the ibanez tube screamer mini and i can't decide i'm playing rock blues and a little bit of metal amp is a fender champion 50xl i don't know what the fuck that is so let me read you some of the replies he got first guy that chimes in uh, does your amp already have a decent gain channel? Tube screamers are best used to complement something that's already there, not really make up for what's not. Yes and no. One guy says if you want an overdrive pedal, best to go with the Boss Blues driver. Tube screamer isn't really a overdrive pedal in the conventional sense. Hmm. 
Oh, it's kind of good, but not the best. I might go with the Big Muff. Oh, here's here's the other. This is another one that's always fucking pisses me off. What kind of guitar are you playing? If it has humbuckers, I would probably go with the TS. Since you said you both please rock, blah, blah, blah. If you wanted to sound, probably, you know, what kind of guitar are you playing? What strings are you playing? What kind of pickups you got? You know, that kind of gay shit. Here's another one. Depends on what you're trying to play, blah, blah, blah. All right, here is my answer. I was just reading the ones that are most annoying. My answer is try both of them. Like I said, don't be take your guitar and amp to the store and try them both. If you can't find a store that has both in stock, order them both and return the one you don't like. That's what I would do. Don't just buy one. Okay, I'll kind of like it. And then they're stuck with it. Don't go by somebody's advice who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> what kind of cable do you have? That's my advice. Try them both. Guitar stores don't care if you bring your own shit in. Your little rig, your amp, your guitar, and your cable. They don't care. That way you can tell exactly what you want. Or, like I said, order them both. Return the one you don't like. But here's my tip. Both of them are dog shit as far as I'm concerned. Electroharmonic Big Muff Germanium 4. Germanium 4 is talking about a transistor or some bullshit like that that doesn't make any goddamn difference. Personally, I like the guy's answer who said try the blues driver. That's that's a good fucking overdrive slash it's got a little grit to it. That's just my advice. You know, either way, in my both of them are shit. I've heard people make a big muff sound great, so I guess it's possible. Me, on the other hand, every time I've every time I've tried to use one, I sounded like shit. Same with the tube screamer. I hate them both. Get a uh, try them both. I'm not going to tell you what to get. Try them both. See what you like, and try shit you might that's not either one of those. Try the yellow one. I'll put it that way. All right, I'm looking into getting a, an amp, but I don't know what to get. Get ready for this shit. Well, what kind of music are you playing? What kind of guitar do you have? What kind of pickup? That same shit again. That is pretty important, though. Yeah. Need more info. What kind of music do you want to play? Are you the only one planning to use it? What? Oh, are you only ever planning to use it at home, or do you want to be using it with a band? That is, yeah, that is some good important points. Oh, dear God. At home. His his reply to that. I'm playing at home, and I want to play rock like RHCP. Audio Slave and Food Fighters, for example. Yeah, everybody throws their recommendations out there. I recommend Positive Grid Spark. The PV Viper VIP 1 or 2 is a digital money lamp. Oh, let's see. Again, can't go wrong with the Boss Katana 50. Yeah, if you're playing at home, that's not bad, I guess. Line 6, any modeling amp for that matter. Um, but that goes back to my, what I stand by, try them all, go to a store and try them. Don't ask random people you don't know. For all you know, these motherfuckers put ketchup on their Captain Crunch in the morning. These are fucking moron. Some decent answers, I guess, on that one. Here's the next question that 
I wanted to answer. Epiphone Les Paul Special 2 versus Squire Affinity Stratocaster. Let's see what the public had to say. Hi, everyone. So I'm currently have a Les Paul Special 2. Been playing it for around a year and a half. And I'm getting to the point where I want to start experimenting with writing my own stuff. Most of my influences at the moment are people who play Fender Stratocasters. Due to money reasons, I can't afford the afford a Strat. So the next best thing is a Squire. So is the Squire a better guitar than what I have right now? Will it be worth it or should I stick with a Special 2? Let's see. The Squire isn't inherently better than the Epi. But it sounds like it's better suited for you. Why does it sound like it's better suited for me? I'd say if you like strats, the way you look at it and sounds, the way they look and sounds, go with that. But if you want a guitar that stays in tune, the Epiphone, because I've always, I've always had a bit of experience with both Bullet Strat and the Special Two, and Les Paul is, and Les Paul is better, in my personal opinion. I'll get it out. However, a strat can be modded later on. Shut up, you fool. All right, here it is. Okay, if you're trying to decide between dog shit and wolf shit, they're the same thing. They're both shit. Save your money and get something good. Okay? Don't, okay, you don't have to get a guitar right now. You've already got one. But if you're sick of it, you don't like it, and you want to upgrade, don't go sideways. I mean, the answers are obviously from less experienced players, but here's what I have to say, or that's what I have to say. Both both of them are both (laughs) bottom of the line for each brand. Save up and go for the next level up. You know, like maybe uh, if you like strats, save up a few more, a couple hundred more dollars and get you a classic vibe. Shit, you can find them on used on reverb all day long for in the threes and low fours. I think new, they're not even 500 yet. I don't know, but it's a much better guitar, but stick with what you got until you can afford it. And as far as I think I may have covered this last time, as far as anything Gibson or Epiphone, unless you absolutely have to have it, I'd stay away from them. Actually, I'd get an Epiphone before Gibson. Gibsons are overpriced shit. It's just me. With any purchase, especially when you're getting in the few thousand, few thousand, few hundred dollars, go and try them. Don't take some random jerk-off's opinion on it and go with that. All right, another one I came across. Guy has a picture of two acoustic guitars Exact same model, both with slightly different tops. Both look great. So, of course, my answer is always going to be, which one sounds better? To which he answered, no idea. It's an online COVID purchase. They're both Coke Clark AN2EC Blackwood. Never heard of them. Which I've played in the store before, so I'm certain on the model. This dummy is about to get a guitar over two grand. Uh, I looked them up. Both are over, you know, they're over $2,000 based on what some random shithead put a picture on the internet of. I hope it breaks in shipping and <laughs> shipping just because you're an idiot. No, um, seriously, acoustic guitars for me at the at least 
are hard. They're they're a hard purchase. Um, the last acoustic guitar I bought, and the only one I own currently, I bought about seventeen years ago. And I played so many before deciding on it. Of course, I had that luxury because I worked at a music store. But acoustics are so different from one guitar to the next. At least the, the if you're going to compare them. Did that make any sense? So that's something you really want to play. I've played two guitars that were identical builds like this guy's doing. One will sound, One sounded like shit and the other sounded brilliant. You know, that's that's something you got to do in person. I mean, you could take your chances with ordering both, returning one, like I said. But, you know, when you're talking a couple of grand, that's a game that's hard to play. Plus, you know, fucking shipping an acoustic guitar is, that's, that is a, um, that's a gamble. Unless it used the factory shipping box container or whatever, man, that's hard. I think Taylor... Taylor and Larravee were the big brands that we, and Collins were the big brands that we carried. I'm sure there was more. I can't remember, but from the factory, they are shipped perfectly. And if they, if, if this guy is just some random dude, there's a good chance he's not going to ship it correctly. That's my thought. I don't know, but you know, it's your money. I've seen people spend on the worst things. So, I mean, I would personally would not buy an acoustic guitar based on a picture. Did that make any sense to you people? For some reason, acoustic guitars, they're a harder purchase for me, man. I've seen horror stories of people shipping guitars to us or back to us that they didn't like it or they wanted to use this one in trade, whatever. And, you know, UPS has a way of, uh, that can break a goddamn anvil. <laughs> One that's even packed in a fucking <laughs> appropriate <laughs> case. They can break anything. I've seen them break anything. We got a guitar in one time. I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode. We got a guitar in one time, new from the factory, with tire tracks on it. <laughs> of course, we opened it up. It was a, It was a single cut shape. Uh, neck through. I want to say it was a PRS single cut. And of course it was fucked. <laughs> no matter how well you pack it, if a fucking truck is running over it, <laughs> it's not going to do any good. Random crackling noise at neck, mid, and bridge position. Hello everyone, I need some help. My guitar makes this noise in 1, 3, and 5 position. I do not know... I do know that single coil pickups are in stress, generally hum those positions in particular, but mine hums in a rather loud, noisy way. Blah, blah, blah. Also, still makes a faint crackling sound in both the two and four position, but which is blah, blah, blah. It's made in Japan. Str- what? Matsumuku Strat, Korean, Brandon Alnico 5. Uh, here's some spec. Okay, whatever. Swap out the switch. Or it could just be a ground wire. It's come loose in the uh, control cavity or where the, how it's wired up to the uh, knobs or whatever. But uh, it's a real simple fix. Whatever. 
one asshole. Of course, he's going, I'm not familiar with those pickups. Are they active? And, you know, single coils are always nasty. And then, you know, he goes into a whole fucking one, two, three, four paragraph thing. Apparently, he cut and paste right out of somebody else's website. I thought there was, there was a really good, horrible answer to this. Anyway, fuck it. Just swap it out. Look for some, a wire come disconnected. Swap out the switch. They're like 10 bucks for a good one. Common sense, people. And if you don't know how to do it, there's a thousand YouTube videos on how to do it. It's simple as shit. Oh, here's the, here's a good one. I lost my acoustic guitar saddle. After getting a new one, how do I know where to cut the string slots? For you in the know, you already know the answer to this. So here we go. Every tutorial I can find uses the previous saddle as a template. If I don't have the previous saddle, how do I know where to put the sling sling <laughs> string slots? Do I have the string and see what it looks good, or is there a template tool? Blah blah blah. Help me with the accuracy. String it up with an old. Wow. String it up with an old string. Tune it to pitch. <laughs> then use a rubber mallet to gently tap the string so it makes a, an indent in the saddle. Then find to, what? Then file into the string is set <laughs> file until the string is sitting at the right depth. This guy had the right answer, and I'm sure most of you know. You shouldn't be putting slots in the saddle. Are you thinking of the nut? The saddle is where it the string meets the body where it comes over, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you don't you don't slot those. And this guy, yeah, tap it with a rubber. This guy had, has no fucking clue what he's talking about. This is the reason I got banned. People like this giving wrong information. What if by chance this was the only guy that answered this question on this subreddit and the fucking moderators just let it go? Why didn't they delete it? Why didn't they delete that? It's okay for someone to give bad information and fuck up something, but I call somebody a dumbass and I get banned. Fuck you. That's exactly why I got banned. It was for calling out morons like that. God damn. String it up with an old string. Tune it pitched, then use a rubber mallet and gently tap the string so it makes an indent in the saddle. Then use a file till the string is sitting in the at the right depth. You, sir, should be choked. Fucking assholes. Just giving dumb fucking information. Dude's gonna fuck up his guitar if that was the only one that was on there. But uh, the guy who said it right, you shouldn't be putting slots in the saddle. Well, that's why I can't find the info on it. Bingo. Jesus. Now, you, the height you can change, that's the only real difference. Just sand off the bottom. Sand from the bottom, not the top. That's how you lower the action or lower the saddle on an acoustic. But make sure your neck is adjusted properly and all that before you decide, hey, I don't like how the action is. Then, you know, sand a little bit at a time, usually about a business card's depth is 
usually sufficient. That little bit makes a huge difference. Motherfuckers like that allowed to answer. Guitar buzzing after restrings. Let me start by saying that no, this isn't a fret buzz, but why I believe to be something with the electronics in my guitar. I recently got a Squire Classic Vibe 70s Jaguar, and so far it's been great. Some other blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me read that again. I recently got a Squire Classic Vibe 70s Jaguar, and it's been great. Some small issues, but nothing too major. However, I just restringed it for the first time, and now there's a buzz almost whenever I play a string. It seems uh, that very light playing doesn't make buzz, make it buzz, but normal and hard playing does. Tried different cables, amps, through my pedals, and straight into the amp, but it's always there. Does anyone have any idea what this could be? You probably, first answer, you probably use strings that are either a higher or lower gauge than the ones that were on your guitar. Check if you hear the fret buzz without being plugged in. If you do, it's probably that. You said it was a static-like sound. Some strings don't conduct electricity as well on the fingertips. Coated strings, usually with many passive pickups, especially single coils, need your your human touch in order to complete the ground. When I play my SG with coated strings, joy... What? The neck might be screwed up and maybe warped or something like that. The frets have a lot of fretware that... Also can cause the buzz sound. You dumbass. You didn't even read the fucking. Didn't even read the question. I don't know how to answer that without hearing it myself. Honestly. I don't even know why I attempted to. I just like reading the asshole comments. Oh yeah. That's the one I highlighted. <laughs> this guy, but this guy's just throwing shit out there. That makes no sense. Sounds like the neck might be screwed up. You fucking moron. Just shut up. If you don't fucking know, shut up. My frets won't stop buzzing even when the action is high. I like very low action, but I can't seem to get low enough to my liking without buzzing. My other guitars are perfectly fine, but this one is causing problems. I don't <laughs> I don't what the reason is and I would like your guys help. Thanks in advance. First guy, check the neck relief. Bingo. That's the first thing to check. Neck relief. Is your neck straight? Or does it have the proper amount of bow in it? Or any bow? Or is it two bowed? Or is it back bowed? If you change the string gauge on a guitar, it's going to go wonky a little bit one way or the other. Check your neck relief. That's another one. Make sure the frets are level. Make sure that your pickups are not too high. And make sure the bridge is in good working order. This guy, immediately. This means the frets are uneven. If you can't afford it, take it to a tech. Just right out of the gate. Take it to a tech. Oh, here's the, here's the one. <laughs> if it's an electric, your pickups might be too close to the strings. All right. This here is a fucking idiot. Unless the magnets in the pickup or some crazy amount of pull on them, that shouldn't have fucking hell to do with it. This guy got pretty good answers from everybody except for this guy. 
If it's an electric, your pickups might be too close to the strings. <laughs> no. No. Unless that pickup is made out of a magnet that can pick up 200 pounds, I don't think that's the problem. You know those magnets you know some people use to go magnet fishing with? They can pick up a fucking tool, <laughs> a full toolbox out of a lake? Yeah. Uh, it's just stupid. It could be your pickups. And stupid questions and answers. Where to buy a guitar from? <laughs> Where you get the best deal and they'll let you play it. Fucking idiot. Yeah, where to buy a guitar from? Go to Kmart, dumbass. Who sells guitars? What's the best place to buy a guitar from? <laughs> Let's see. Battery for live playing. Not sure if this is the right sub but for this, but I am looking for a battery that can power my amp and pedal board as well as bass amp. Would a 500 amp hour deep cycle battery do the job? What are you doing? Looking for a battery that can power my amp and pedal board as well as bass amp. What kind of amp and bass amp? Power amp? Oh, here we go. What's the amp draw on your two amps and pedal board? Nobody can give you an answer without that type of information. I'm not sure, but I'll find out. Mm. What type of amps make a huge difference? Anything not designed to run on a battery is going to be a power hog. Good to know. One is a digital 500-watt bass amp, and the other is a 22-watt tube amp. How long do you think the battery could last? What are you fucking trying to do? Play out in the middle of the fucking desert? What? Why, why would you need that? Why would you need a battery-operated rig? Just get a fucking portable generator if you're playing, you know, by yourself in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's plenty of portable generators that are quiet. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're thinking like a car battery, it's going to suck it dry in no time. How's that? You dumb shit. What are you doing with it? Fucking people. Okay. Just bought an amp and is giving off a hum. No sound from my my guitar either. Really sorry if I'm not supposed to put amp stuff on here, but it seems like this was a sub for it. I bought a Blackstar HT Club 40 from Guitar Center and turned it on only to get a loud hum. Trying to play my guitar didn't produce any sound. I quadruple checked all the connections. Tried it with every switch on the amp, pushed in and out, and nothing. Could it be a tube inside that's bad or something else? I got this amp for a really good price and was told it worked fine. But the only problems being cosmetic stuff. Would really like to try the fix before anything else because I don't really have the cash to get a full price one. Okay. If the guitar is unplugged, does touching the tip of the cable make noise? A very light noise, but I'll try it with my guitar. In my experience, loud hum and no signal passing is a bad capacitor. Always check the basics first, though. Make sure the input jack's not broken. Here's a thought. Take the motherfucker back, you dumbass. You bought a broken amp. Where'd you say you bought it from? Guitar Center. 
You can return it. Return it. Take it back. Don't try to fix shit. Don't listen to these morons here. Check this out. Open it up. See if it's a tube. See if it's a capacitor. You know, electrocute yourself while you're at it. You dumbass. Just take it the fuck back and get something else. Jesus. If you buy something, you take it home and it doesn't work. What What if you bought a hairdryer? Brought it home. Then it didn't work. You going to try to fix it or you going to take it the fuck back? You dumb shit. God damn, people are stupid. You try to fix it. You don't know what the fuck you're doing, but try to fix it. How do I fix my five-way switch? You replace it. They're cheap. I think I was on an earlier one. Uh, How do I get a <laughs> tone for Paranoid by Black Sabbath? Dick with the knobs. Oh, here's a good one. Can an old guitar damage a new amp? <laughs> one guy said, if you swing it hard enough, sure. <laughs> what the fuck? Why would you think it would? I'm wanting to buy an amp for pretty old electric guitar, and I've had some concerns. Because you're an idiot. Any guitar will work on any amp. Unless one of them's fucked up. The input on my guitar needs soldering. But, let me guess, but I don't know how to solder. Oh. But the wire appears to be too short. Solutions? I'm not going to go into his fucking four paragraph fucking question. I really want to avoid opening the pick guard and replacing the entire wire. I don't have a picture of it. Just replace the wire. Ugh, I burped during that. You fucking jackass. It's easy. Replacing the entire wire is something I would really prefer to avoid. I'm really not handy with these things. But if adding a couple of centimeters of random new wire is not an issue, I should be able to handle it. You're just being scared, man. Like I said about the fucking pickup selector. It's one of the easiest repairs you can do for yourself. Somebody, you take it to a guitar shop, they're going to charge you fucking at least 30 bucks. If you want to be out 30 bucks, go ahead and do it. And somewhere in there, you said you had a soldering iron. Man, unscrew the pit guard, flip it over, replace the wire, and go for it. You can't fuck it up. I mean, you can make a mess out of it if you're not good at soldering. But you can't fuck it up. And if you do, you're not out anything. So you don't know how to fix a single wire. This thousands of videos on how to do it on YouTube. It's don't be intimidated. But if you really, really don't want to trust yourself, then take it somewhere and have them do it. Don't try to fucking don't fuck. You're an idiot. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm going on too long with these dumb things. Um, does anyone have the same habit when I'm not playing guitar? I keep playing it in my head as if I were holding a real guitar. You got fu- you need to see a psychiatrist. Uh, how do you know when it's time to sell a guitar? When you're sick of it, or when you don't use it, or when somebody offers you an insane amount of money for it? How do I know when it's? There's not an expiration date on it, motherfucker. When you're tired of it, that's when you know. God damn. 
well, you know what? I'm done with this. I hope it helped. <laughs> I hope some of this helped. I don't know what else to say in repairs. If you if you actually have a legit question and you want a legit, honest answer, email me, dwstupidity at gmail.com or on Twitter. Tweet me at dealing at dwstupidity. Seriously, I'll answer them. I'll give you a good answer. And even if it's a stupid answer, I might, I might make you feel stupid for a second. <laughs> Don't send any, which guitar should I buy? Should I buy this cheap piece of shit or should I buy this other piece of shit? Don't send me any of that kind of crap. If you got a real, if it's a repair, simple electronic repair, thousands of videos on YouTube. Thousands. Changing pickups, changing switches, changing input jacks. Easiest thing you can fucking do to a guitar. When it comes to fret leveling or shit like that, I can't help you. There's plenty of videos on how to do that properly also. String buzz, usually your neck's just out of shape. Just needs a tweak on the truss rod. See, Floyd Rose questions. Hundreds of videos out there on how to set up a Floyd easily. That's something that people get intimidated by as a Floyd Rose or any kind of locking bridge. It's a lot easier than it looks. It really is. I like the most common answer to that. Just block it off and you don't have to worry about it. Well, then you're missing half the fun of a Floyd Rose. Just block it off. Pussies. I'm scared of a Floyd Rose. I'm going to block it off. Anyway, that's the... Part two of guitar stuff. I hope that helped. I hope any of it made sense. I know I babble. But thank you for listening to this episode of Dealing with Stupidity. Shoot us an email if you have a question, suggestion, comment, complaint, or insult. At dwstupidity at gmail.com. Contact page. Oh, no. Dealingwithstupidity.com is no longer. That was a fucking money suck. Or uh, Twitter at dwstupidity. And if you know someone who would like to hear or needs to hear this episode, please share it. Rate and review and follow and uh, subscribe and uh, all that good stuff. But thank you for listening. Have a great week, everybody. (laughs) 